my dad was on the edge of his chair just staring at me and with my mom and it was like the most beautiful thing ever and nothing about that stage that Elvis was on the stage Hank Williams uh, some of the most famous people ever were on that stage and it didn't none of that even mattered Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Hosts James Curtis talk to artists and industry insiders to discover the connection between music and faith. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at between grooves. Episode 232. In case you're keeping track. <laughs> who's oh, counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? It's only 232 episodes so far between the grooves. <laughs> there you go. It's your look at music ministry and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. I'm James Curtis, and with me, Aisha Woods. Hello, hello. How uh, you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Last time we chatted, you were a little under the weather. Yes, thank God. I'm feeling much, much better. And um, I think before we spoke, you were getting ready to celebrate Canada. Yes. And I was getting ready to celebrate another uh, trip around the sun. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. and of course, it was uh, Independence Day. Day for us. That's right. So yeah. it was nice to have the break. You know, that's the yeah. great thing about about Canada Day and Independence Day is you get a longer weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always nice. And it's summertime. You get right. out, you enjoy the summer. You yes. get decent weather, get out there and enjoy it. Summer is my favorite season. It really is. Is it really? It is. And the reason why is because Canada, wintertime is you've got to put on your winter boots. you got to put yes. on a sweater. You've got to put this on, put you know mittens or gloves on, put a hat on and winter mm-hmm. coat and everything else. And you're getting all dressed up just to go outside to your car. Right. <laughs> In summer, just flip-flops, sunglasses, you're set, right, grab your right. keys, and you walk out the door. Right? Ready to go. Yeah. So You'd, It's your favorite season. For me, I'd have to say the fall. And why because, is that? Well, summer can be kind of miserable here in Florida because it gets ridiculously hot. I would and... not complain about that. I've been on vacation in Florida <laughs> in the summertime. It's amazing. But the humidity is like, <sighs> it's... I know. Yeah, it's, know. it's something special. For, so... Canada, I'm sure in Toronto, it's like wonderful in the summer. We get humidity as well. Off the Great Lakes, it can get pretty humid. Okay. So I'm, I'm used to that. We keep mm-hmm. our house, generally we keep our house warm anyways, whether it's the okay. summertime or wintertime. Uh, like thing, windows open? Uh, no. Okay, okay. We've got the AC on, but the temperature's high. I just want the humidity out of the room. I don't want I gotcha. the heat to be gone, right? So we do mm-hmm. keep it warm, but I'm not sweating warm either right. inside. Yeah. I like going outside and enjoying the sunshine, although, you know, I, for some reason, I tend to burn a lot. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fall time for me, like when it's autumn, it's kind of sad for me because it's... Really? It's, yeah, the warm is going, it's getting colder, and then like, what's okay. there to look forward to? I mean, the colors are nice, but... It's going to get cold. Mm-hmm. There's going to be snow on the ground. And for me, working <laughs> the morning show at the radio station, for me, what's going through my mind is as the temperature gets colder and as the snow comes, am I going to be having one of these situations where I can't get through the snow to do the morning show? Uh. And so when when winter hits, I literally get up every weekday morning and I look out the window, is there snow? Because that will change wow. my morning routine. If there's any bit of snow on the ground, I know I have to leave early because I don't know if it's going to be slippery. I don't know if it's going to still be snowing. I don't know if the plows have come by and cleared the snow. I find it to be a little stressful in the wintertime. So when... 
I'll say late March, early April comes around and now mm-hmm. it's not snow. Now it's rain. It's just like, I don't, oh, I don't think I have to look out the window anymore. Right. That's what goes through my mind. It's like, oh, this is great. And then by the time June hits in June is when hot. we have it's hot. But but that's the longest days as well. Right. Is that yes. when you have your longest days? So for me, driving into work early in the morning, it's like, oh, the, the sun isn't rising yet, but it's lighter in the sky already. And mm-hmm. then when mm-hmm. I go to bed at night, it's not dark. It's light out. My wife says, well, how do you manage that? It's like, well, I actually like when it's light out when I go to bed in the summertime mm-hmm. when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would stay up, but I would I like it when I'm working because it seems like it gives me the impression that I'm going to bed early, so I'm getting a lot of sleep. Versus the winter time when it's dark when I wake up and it's dark when I go to bed, and so oh my gosh. the the impression that would mess with me. Yeah, so my brain thinks I'm getting less sleep, even though I'm getting the same amount of sleep. But me going mm-hmm. to bed early when it's daylight still gives me just that fake thing happening through my mind, making me think that I'm I'm getting lots of extra sleep, even though I'm not. Right. <laughs> It's weird. It, it really is weird. It gotta, is weird. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm just a weird guy. What can I say? <laughs> speaking of weird, no, actually, and not speaking of weird at all. <laughs> the conversation we're about to have on Between the Grooves for this episode is with this guy named Ben Fuller. Now, he's only been a Christian, what, uh, a few about years? About four years, maybe? Maybe a little longer. Something but like that. But man, this guy is on fire and he is so down to earth. Yeah. And I've seen that even before chatting with him on his Instagram and Mm -hmm. just the kind of the videos that he posts and stuff. Yeah, and he's just a really down to earth, really nice guy. And so I've really been looking forward to this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get right into it because there's so much to talk about with Ben Fuller on Between the Grooves. (laughs) Exactly. Aisha's like, yes, amen. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) These are facts. Uh, yeah. So uh, you've had a whirlwind of a music career, I guess. I mean, I, would you even call it a career because it's so short? Yeah, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would call it a career. I think. I mean, my first, my first ever show um, was February twenty fifth of two thousand and seventeen. Right. And that yeah. was like that was like a dive bar singing country music in front of people. That was like an actual first show for me. But ever since I gave my life to the Lord in the fall of 2019, it's just been nothing but, I mean, it's just crazy to watch the doors open. and I can't explain it. I mean, it's, it's just been one thing after another, after another. And I've just been walking through and saying, thank you, Lord, everywhere I go. Yeah, sure. It's been working. You came from a dairy farm. Um, was music really just an escape from, uh, I'll, I'll say, from all the hard work you should have been doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. While I, while I was doing and should have been doing, yes, absolutely. It was, um, it was just this freedom, you know. It was this freedom that I found in, in songs, and um, it really was an escape. And, and if I could, you know, try to sound like uh, the guys on the radio – man, I could, I could almost, I could be on the radio, you know, and it, and it felt like I was. And, um, so yeah, that was started at a very young age for me. I just really enjoyed, I really enjoyed singing. Um, and it would, it would certainly help me pass the time, uh, on the farm. That's awesome. Did you come from a musical family? Like did your parents play and sing or you have siblings that are into music or my, uh, it's so funny. My, my mother is a first uh, first grade school teacher. And she, okay. um, she, she, ha- she has been for like 
40 years. Uh, and so she is like the most bubbly, like just, she loves to sing. <laughs> and so she has always singing to her kids. And so she, I kind of grew up with my mom sort of singing in the house. Nice. And, um, my dad actually toured Europe when he was, uh, 11 with the, with the Barrington boys choir, no um, kidding. which is, yeah, which is cool. But here's the funny thing is I've never heard my dad sing ever. No, <laughs> no. So I don't, so I don't know. I thought it was just a story, but I, I think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then my grandma, I mean, my grandma really, she, um, kind of from my dad's side sort of passed down piano to my sister. Um, my, my grandmother was just an amazing pianist. And um, my great uncle was the dean of Juilliard uh, for a number of years. Wow. And, and so I just got kind of have this uh, musical side that comes from my dad's side. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting kind of researching that history as I get older. Sure. There's definitely something to be said about uh, natural ability from your family, you know, getting it whether you heard your dad sing or not. I mean, there's, you know, there, there's certain people that are just kind of tone deaf, right? They just, they yeah. just don't have that ability. Sometimes they think they do, right? Yes. But, but, but there is something to be said about true raw talent. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that happens in a family. Like my family was musically inclined growing up as well. I sang in the boys choir at school. The boys, we had a triple trio because we had a lot of good singers and stuff. And I sang alto at the time and, and sang in the main choir, played a bunch of musical instruments. Uh, my brother is an awesome guitar player. Like he, mm. he's the lead pastor of, an, of a church in Ontario, Canada. And, but he's part of the worship team as well. And just when he's playing and I'll watch it online or whatever, when he's playing, he's just like, wow, just like, he's so talented, you know? And then my, my other brother plays guitar and keys and stuff. And my sister can sing and play keys as well. So we, we've all kind of got a musical background, but I, I guess what I was alluding to earlier was, you know, I, we had family f- friends uh, growing up that had a farm and uh, we used to go visit them once in a while. And when, when we went to visit, they put us to work. Like, we, we used to like mm. playing in the hay, with the hay bales and building forts and stuff, right? Yeah. But, but when they put us to work, like, we were baling hay. And so baling hay, really? like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the hay that's, that's on, on, the, uh, on the ground or whatever. Yes. And, and you're, yeah. you're collecting it from the crops and stuff like that. And so you're, you're lifting it up onto the truck, to, mm-hmm. to transport it to the barn or whatever. And so th- that, that would seem easy, right? Except that every time you throw a bale up, the pile gets higher and higher. So the work doesn't get easier. The work gets yeah. harder. Now, can, yeah, you re- yeah. can you relate to that, Ben? Yeah, and that was a statement that my father always used to say, is many hands make light work. There you go. And so it was like when my friends would come over, it was like, it was so funny as I grew up, my friends came over less and less. they just knew that my dad was going to be like hey uh you know you guys if we just get these three trailers unloaded then uh we can just get it done and then you know and then they're like uh i I, i've got i've got somewhere to be my mom's calling i uh (laughs) right (laughs) so um yeah but it's totally the truth i mean i that's what i grew up doing you know but it it, uh, I, I really am looking back so grateful for the work ethic. I mean, we would do about, I think, 10,000 or so hay bales in the summertime. Oof. 
and and put those in the in the barn, you know, for the winter, uh, feeding the cows through the winter. And but I, I looking back now, I'm so grateful for um, the work ethic. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it stunk yep. at the time. I'm like, this is awful, and it's hot, and and <laughs> and the bales are prickly, and I'm like, this is the worst. But honestly, I I looking back at 35 years old now, I am very very grateful for the hard work um, that I had to do when I was younger. I can't say that I've ever met a lazy farmer. You cannot afford to be lazy if you're a farmer. No. No, it's, it's twice a day you milk. I mean, the cows have to be milked twice a day every single day. And it's up early. And, uh, like, it's not it's not sleep in or anything like that. you got to be up early to milk those cows. Yeah, and then in the afternoon, you're you're doing stuff like, like bailing hay. Yeah. And you're, you're cl- cleaning stalls and making sure that, there's feed and, and, and things are ready or, you know, if equipment breaks. And so, yeah, I'm, it was a very, we, we rarely went on vacation um, just because we couldn't, we couldn't get away from the farm uh, long really? enough. So you think about people these days that have a dog, right? And so they have a dog yeah. and it's, it's work to have a dog or any pet or any, any children for that matter, but they've got a dog. Sure. And if they want to go on vacation, they got to look for somebody to, you know, look after the dog or they take it somewhere, you know, and you pay for somebody to, to, to look after it. But you're, you're talking a farm. You've got, you've got animals on this farm. They got to be fed. They got to be yeah. milked. Like they got to be looked mm-hmm. after. Yeah, exactly. And it's like having 175 dogs. Right, right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah big yeah, dogs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's that's great. I, I admire anybody who's uh, had the luxury or the benefit of working on a farm. And that sounds yeah. it sounds being like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. I'm I'm actually mm-hmm. genuinely mean that that is an awesome experience. Like if I had that growing up, I'm sure I would be well, number one, I'd probably have more muscle. <laughs> you certainly put the muscle on i mean it's not yeah you i mean you like but like you said between between i mean maybe drinking the milk and and all those hay bales yeah i mean it's sort of that's sort of unavoidable as well but, yeah. yeah yeah true enough yeah. so you've had uh you know going going past the whole farming stuff i know you've uh uh, and I've heard stories and, and whatnot, and I've heard you talking about the the addiction that you've had. You were, uh, yeah. you know, you did the cocaine thing. You did um, alcohol and, and drugs and whatever. Um, I guess what I'm wondering is, I mean, that's that's an experience on its own, right? That's that's not yeah. necessarily exp- an experience I can relate to or admire, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. but what keeps you sober and clean now? Like, you know, you're out of it now and, and you're doing Christian music. How do you avoid temptation? That's a great um, question. Yeah, it is. And, and it's one of the hardest things. Um, and I don't. And to be honest, I don't. I don't avoid temptation. It hits me like like a ton of bricks. In fact, um, just this weekend, I just I, I just got back to Nashville from um, Rise Fest and or sorry, mm-hmm. Light Fest in um wisconsin and it was one of the most incredible i mean amazing massive crowds i've ever been in front of and i get tempted so hard because you know the amount of people that are hearing this music Mm -hmm. and hearing my testimony um it's amazing and people's lives are being changed because he's changed mine Sure. And um, I can't, 
I really can't avoid the temptation. But what I do is I have to be in the word. I have to go to the Bible. And um, I think it all really boils down to one uh, chapter and verse for me. Um, And it's John 6. And inside John 6, Jesus is telling about the people that have left and gone astray. Mm -hmm. And he looks at the 12 and he says, are you guys going to go too? And Peter looks up at Jesus and he says, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? I've got nowhere else. I've got nobody else to go to. I've tried the cocaine. I've done the sex. I've done all the drugs. I've done all the drinking. I've done all the running away. I've done all the things. It's like, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? There's nobody else that offers the love and the kindness and the arms out every single time and the, that kind of comfort and that kind of high and that kind of peace. That's and awesome. And so amongst all the temptation and all the junk and all the stuff, um, you know, and I get hit so hard. Uh, I, get, I get hit so hard. Crazy visions and things. The devil's trying to get me to, to fall and stumble and, 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 you know, and I have to, I have to repeat that. I say mm-hmm. it out loud, my Lord, to whom else shall I go? And, and that's, that's awesome. how I beat it. That's, that's how I go around it. What about, um, um, like an accountability partner or someone close, a friend or something like that, 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 uh, you call up or that you just hang out with every, you know, not necessarily every time to avoid temptation because the temptation's yeah. there. And we know that as Christians, we yeah. will be tempted, but, uh, just to make sure that you're busy doing other stuff that's more important than, uh, oh, I've got some time on my hands. I'm just going to kick back and maybe I'll have a beer. Yeah. I'm glad that you said this because it's always when I'm alone mm-hmm. that I, that I get hit. And so to be completely honest with you guys, I come off the stage at Life Fest this weekend and I walk right into my trailer. I'm soaking wet with sweat. We had a half an hour set. Dave Fry from, from Sidewalk Profits got COVID. And so we've yes. been playing for him but what it allowed for was us to get a spot on the main stage. And so we sang from the main stage, which was a really big deal. And there's obviously a whole lot of people there. And so I'm yes. walking from the main stage into my trailer. My guitar, uh, the battery inside my guitar had broke or had, had come un- unhooked. And so I'm mm. taking the guitar strings off my guitar and I'm trying to get my hand in there. And, and I see... This vision, this is exactly right after I get off stage, this vision of a guitar string around my neck. Mm. And in Jesus' name, I've got to stand up against that. It's like the devil, yes. just I get hit with things like that. And I see this guitar string around my neck, and I said, Jesus' name, get by. Like, and it felt like he was standing behind me holding this guitar string around my neck. I could see it. Wow. And that's the kind of thing that I deal with. That's the kind of, the, the kind of thing. And so I'm so glad that you brought up the fact that this happens when I'm alone, but my guitar player, Taylor Bridges, has been with me since I moved to this town here in Nashville four years ago. And Taylor moved from Missouri, and he was a believer for a number of years before I was. Mm-hmm. And he has been with me since the beginning, and he is my accountability. He's the first person I went and told that to. Um, as soon as he came into the trailer and I said, dude, I just, I, I, I've seen this thing. Um, I, it's crazy. Uh, you might think I'm crazy. And he goes, I don't think you're crazy. Let's pray. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and that's, that's what you need is that person that is that ride or die person. That's going to be like, you know what? I know the struggle is real. I know this is hard, but this is what Jesus did for us. And our God is so much greater. Let's pray. Let's talk to him. Yeah. And that's what's going to get me through this, to be honest, as the stages get bigger, as the crowds grow, as the things, as we continue to give the praise back to him and not keep it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's great that you're and, able and, to to say it, you know, because a lot of yeah. people, because of uh, worrying or being concerned about how people may perceive them or what they may think, listen, your freedom is at stake. Your deliverance is at stake. So, uh <laughs> For the fact that you would verbalize it and uh, serve notice on the enemy, man, that's just power for the course. So we just, we stand in faith with you. Um, It's it's commendable. I thank God for that. It helps so many people. Ben, I, I, I I think a lot of people don't realize how real it is. And like you said, Aisha, this, this music is life changing. There is no, this isn't just feel good for five minutes. This isn't feel good for the two hour concert and go home and you're still drunk. This isn't that kind of music. This is life changing at your soul is at stake kind of music. And I'm getting messages that reflect that. Can you share some of the messages you're getting? Because I'm sure, like, Ben, you are very uh, down to earth. You're you're very relatable. You're pretty uh, raw when it comes to uh, even stuff that you post on Instagram and, and whatever. Like, you're just, you're just, you know, sharing what's happening in your life, sharing what's happening in your day. Yeah. You say it like it is. Uh, what kind of, yeah. what kind of response are you getting? Because music is one thing, right? And, and I know, like, Every song has a message. There's there's a story behind a song. Um, from a radio standpoint, like I'm the radio guy, so when when a song gets sent to me, I'm playing uh, the song not for the story behind the song. I'm I'm playing the song for what it is, and mm-hmm. and the lyrics in the song, and hopefully that ministers to people. Uh, I'll I'll hear about the story after the fact. Like don't you know if you come to me with a song saying, hey, I'd like you to play this song because there's a great story behind it. I really don't, <laughs> at that point, I don't want to hear about the story behind the song. Right, I want to hear the right. song first. And if it's, if it's yeah. that good a song, then well, let's hear the story behind the song now. Right. Uh, Cause yeah, I've had, well, I've had yeah. people send me songs like that where it's like, that's got a great story behind it. I don't care about the story behind right. the song right now, but for you, yeah. you know, you've got who I am and, and uh, you know, a powerful song that's, you know, been climbing up the charts. What kind of feedback have you got, whether it's online messages or, <laughs> Or DMs or even at festivals when you're when you're on stage or after stage when you're talking to people what kind of response are you getting from people well here's one that I'm gonna read right now from a girl who sent this to me last night at 715 um, at night and I was in bed at seven o'clock last night I just I, I felt so I was so tired and it was such a long weekend and and I was just going 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 I don't know if you're gonna see this but I just wanted to let you know that you saved me. Mm. I've been going through so much and have been struggling so hard to even get out of bed each day. But hearing your story made me realize that God really loves everyone, even the people who are broken like me. Mm. Thank you for saving my life. Wow. That's humbling. It is. I, 
I just told her and I responded with, thank you, Jesus, for saving both of our lives. It wasn't me that saved yours. It was him that saved ours. I mean, it was, yeah. and, it, and it's <laughs> like, awesome. and it's so, it's there in every opportunity. I feel like there's in these messages, how powerful they are. There's still every opportunity and sinkhole inside messages like that for me to take the credit. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so easy for me to say, well, I, I say, I saved Brianna's life. I, 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 I did it. I helped her. I, I, this is my, my voice, my, my songs, my, my right. power. And it's so easy for me to, to, to feel that way and to start gaining. And, and this is one out of, you know, 30 messages from life Fest. And so I could take every single mm-hmm. one of these messages and just pile them on and go, yeah, nah, that was all me. And so that's what I have to be careful with. And that's what I constantly, I constantly give these back to the Lord. And I constantly, this yeah. morning, I just said, Jesus, thank you. God. I like, Ben, I like what you said about giving it back to the Lord. And, and I wanted to go there. I, I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about that because I, I knew of an artist years ago. Uh, and she was, she is an incredible singer. I don't know if she performs anymore, but uh, she was an incredible worshiper, an incredible singer. And constantly after, and this was in my own church, and, and after service, so many people would come up to her and say, wow, just love that song. You did a phenomenal job. And, and she felt... Uh, she told me this. She felt embarrassed about getting compliments until she realized wow. that that they weren't really complimenting her as much as God. And so what she did is, and, and these are the words yeah. she told me. She said she would collect all these compliments and she yeah. would give yeah. them back to God. And I thought, wow, what an incredible awesome. uh, way of, of looking at that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you will have that where people, you know, they love Ben Fuller. They love his music and everything else. But but you could take it the wrong way. You could take it to the extreme that you've just explained, Ben, or to the extreme yeah. where it's like, oh no no, I can't accept that compliment, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I've and I've heard both, and I've dealt with both. And you know, uh, God convicted me. Uh, I was so convicted of the performance thing, and um, I was on a on a on a big stage and got a you know people were stood up and people were clapping and. And it was just amazing. And they wouldn't sit down and they wouldn't stop clapping. And I was like, <laughs> I really, I, I went and prayed about it afterwards because I just, I felt that, that like I was taking that as for me. And, and, and God said to me, oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this platform I gave to you so that you can worship me. This is, yep. this is your time to worship me. And everyone who's watching is just watching the way that you worship me. That is it. They don't, they're not they're, They don't care about the way you look or the way that you sound or any of those things. Stop being worried about that. Cause I started worrying like, Oh shoot. Uh, did I sound okay? Do I look okay? <laughs> was my fly down? You know, was the, was the, well, that, that, sorry, that is important. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. Okay. All right. Let's back up. Yes. That part is thank you, Jesus. But <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm starting to worry about those things. And he went, Oh, Oh my son, this is, this is your worship to me. And they're all yeah. just watching the way you worship me. So don't, don't even get in that. Don't even think that ever again. And so I've yeah. been stepping out on stage. Uh, Monday, 4th of July evening, we played the Ryman Auditorium. Mm. And I stepped out on that stage, and it's so funny how most people just, you know, there's a lot of artists that dream 
about playing on the Ryman Auditorium stage. And it was so funny how it just, it's such a blur when you step out there for, for three and a half minutes and sing a song. And I got to sing who I am out on that stage. And and it was just me and Taylor. And Mm. um, it was really special. But the most special part about it was that my parents had flown down from Vermont and my, my dad hadn't flown in over 20 years. And there they were sitting in the audience and my dad was on the edge of his chair just staring at me and with my mom and it was like the most beautiful thing ever and nothing about the Ryman nothing about that stage that Elvis was on the stage Hank Williams uh, you know (laughs) you name it some of the most famous people ever were on that stage and Johnny Cash and it didn't none of that even mattered it was the fact that my mom and dad who who, who aren't believers who haven't sold their life out for, for Christ yet mm. are watching me sing about Jesus. And it, that part was the most important part. And so that's why I know that God has got me on track and has, he's got my priorities. Um, I want to keep them right where they are. Um, and that has been my prayer to keep my eyes fixed on him and not like, wow, I played the rhyme auditorium. Isn't that cool? Like right, right. play it again, you know? I like uh, the way you've uh, mentioned the fact that you're going on stage to worship God. And and the reason why I like that is because I I think a lot of people in the music industry, even Christian artists, well, let's specifically talk about Christian artists where they, you know, you'll see posts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever else, and and they'll say, um, I've got this show coming up, or... Um, I'm playing this venue and stuff like that. And and I've got a, a personal chip on my shoulder when it comes to yeah. some of the words that are used to describe that. Like, I'm playing this show and I'm, I've am i got this show that I'm doing. It's like, is it a show or right. are, you, are you worshiping? Or is it ministry? Yeah, yeah. or is it ministry? And, and yeah. so mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. I just, some of the yeah. some of the terms when it's said, sometimes kind of like I just, you know, I yeah. put this wall up you or cringe. something like, yeah, I cringe <laughs> a little bit. But, but yet I know because it's the, it's it's the show business. It's the music industry yeah. jargon, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of one of the biggest compliments that I ever have received as a musician is thank you for not putting on a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that for me, like, really hit me so hard because this isn't a show. This is real life. This is who I right. am. This is raw. This is this is just me. And I'm up here telling you the truth because for most of my whole life, I have lied and ran away and it, and it, I don't care how messy it is. I don't care how, how awful some of the things are that I've done. I'm standing here telling you the truth for once in my life Mm. and, and, and it hurts. And, and sometimes it hurts and I don't want to tell you about the guitar string around my neck, but guess what? It's the truth. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what wins. And that's yep. what Jesus has allowed me. He's allowed me to speak it out and not be ashamed about it anymore. How much of your time on stage do you get to share, um, you know, actually talk versus sing? Because, you know, obviously people are, are attending a concert to listen to music. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I understand, you know, we've talked about ministry and everything else, but there is the, the musical element that people are going for. But there's also the important um conversation around the music as well and and you know having a message for the people your questions are incredible james thank you 
Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like to frame them as questions because we're just having a conversation here. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right. But I'm, I guess, I guess your dialogue is amazing. I, I, um, I could not agree more. Also, with with that statement of like, hey, I know that they're here for the music, but I'm I'm also really here to tell you my story in this transformation. And so I, I'm a storyteller. And I love that my songs are storytelling. And, you know, my very first song that I, that I sing um, from, from most stages is a song called Other Plans. And it's my story of attempted suicide. And when I was 16 years old, and I start the show, I start the event, I start the night, I start the moment, whatever word you want to use for it with this, this complete realness of this is where I was. This is where, this is where I was living. I had a gun in my mouth Mm. and now look at what he's done. Look at how he's changed my life. And so I would say, you know, a third of, of the night I'm, I'm talking about my story. I'm telling about the struggles. I'm talking about the, this complete change that I can't explain yeah. Um, and this mystery of God that keeps me coming back for more. Um, and so it's, it's, it's powerful. And a lot of nights I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I cry a lot. I've always been emotional, but you know, a lot of nights I'm like, I'm crying on stage, <laughs> you mm. know? So it's like, yeah. because a moment hits me because, because it actually really hits me as to where I was and who I was and how yeah. I was living compared to now. And you know what you're, you being able to share about your freedom experience, it brings freedom to other people. Mm. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Ben, before you came on the line, uh, Aisha and I were chatting about the fact that we were really looking forward to chatting with you and how we were expecting a very down-to-earth conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it has been. Um, <laughs> I, I really enjoy these conversations. Yes. And, and I will say this as well. Um, you're going to be a kingdom bound. I'll be there as well. If we do get a chance to sit down, like I don't have any earth shattering testimony, but I've, I've had some pretty, you know, in my opinion, some pretty cool stuff happen in my life. Um, yeah. and you know, just, just briefly, I, I studied radio in school. Like I was, I was going to be this radio guy. Um, I didn't know if I would be on air or behind the scenes or whatever else, but that's what I studied for. And, and that was actually quite by accident because, um, in Canada we have uh, grade 12 and then a- after 12, there used to be a grade 13, 13th really? grade. Yeah. And the year oh, they wow. stopped that was the year that I graduated, graduated grade 12. So in other words, gra- wow. uh, grade 12 and 13 students graduated the same year it, when I graduated, but yeah. I had just moved schools. And so I was uh, behind in a lot of subjects. I failed a couple of subjects because I had just moved schools for that last year in grade 12. And so when I saw the guidance counselor, um, you know, talk about, you know, what are you doing after school? Like, what are you going to do? And, and, and I said, I don't know. They said, well, you're not smart enough to go to university. <laughs> Your grades just aren't there. So they had me flip through the community college, um, you know, brochures. And I thought, oh, radio broadcasting, that sounds fun. So I took that. Mm-hmm. I worked in it for about a year. And then I and then I left because, number one, I couldn't afford it. There wasn't any money in it. And number two, I was commuting a long distance. And so I, I was out of it for 20 years. 
literally out of radio for 20 years. So when we sit down, uh, I'll tell you about what happened after the 20 years, which is kind of cool. Well, uh, you know what's so beautiful about this moment right now, and this is another thing that I've learned about sharing your story, is that it gives permission for somebody else to share theirs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And all of a sudden, you're just you're just standing up there and you're giving somebody permission. Hey, you know what? I've been through this and this and this. Right. I've been through. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they just share because they go, "Well, shoot! If you've been through that, I, I mean, listen to listen to this. Can I tell you about what happened to me? And I'll, I'll get people just go. I don't even know why I'm telling you this right now. This is <laughs> right. Private information. I don't want to tell anyone about this. <laughs> that, I, that I lost a baby, or that I was right, that right. secretly addicted to heroin, and I just shot up before this concert. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. I mean, I just had that this yeah. weekend too. It's crazy. Yeah, that wow. is so true. It's it's nice to be able to meet people where they're at, and and for that relatability for for people to open up because uh, I don't know that any other genre of music could do something like that no and that's what jesus would have done and you know that yeah that's it for sure he would have met him right he would have hugged him he would have met him right there and and that's it it doesn't matter where you've been or where you're headed or wherever he would just you know pass you on that you picture him walking on this little trail you know from from point a to point b and and you just pass him by and he just smiles and you just can't help but stop Hmm. you know because it's like what is it about you What, what what you know, see, I'm I'm not I'm not picturing walking down the road. I'm I'm picturing just happen to run into him at the coffee shop and <laughs> hey, good, yeah. can, can we yeah. let's chat for a few minutes, sitting face to face and drinking coffee? Like yeah. that's that's my I'm that's the way I envision it. I'm a man of the woods, James. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wood. I'm in the woods with him. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Listen, Ben, thank you so much for uh, hanging with us. This was just a great conversation. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, hearing from your heart and sharing your upbringing, but also how God has changed your life is just incredible to hear that. So yeah. I really appreciate your yeah. words. Thank you guys for everything. I really appreciate this. It's just um it's just what I needed this morning, especially awesome. after a long That's weekend. Awesome. And yeah. so, uh, does Aisha want to pray us out of this thing? That would be wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. God, we thank you so much for this time. Thank you for our brother, God. We just pray that you would continue to order his steps, continue to blow his mind, God, and, and do things for him and with him. And through him, use him in a way that he never even imagined, God. And we thank you for his transparency and his heart, God. Cause him to continually walk closely with you and you be glorified in everything that he does. And we thank you for this time again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ben, thanks again. Appreciate your heart. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to, even if we can grab coffee or something at Kingdom Bound, if it works out, great. But I'll definitely uh, definitely hunt you down and say hello. (laughs) I will make a point of it. And absolutely, I eat a whole lot. So I'm not kidding about the meal thing. We'll do it. Okay. uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Sounds great. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ben. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We'll see you. They talked about being at Life Fest, but Life Fest is um, a great festival. And I don't know. Do you know who Bob Lenz is? No. Oh, okay. 
he heads up Life Fest. Oh, okay. And um, so a friend of ours. So when he was talking about Life Fest, I was just like, oh, yeah, really excited and a great, just a great festival. I get excited whenever I hear about festivals in general Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. from a very um, uh, concert lover standpoint. It's a great Mm -hmm. opportunity to see a whole bunch of different bands at the same time. So I'm looking forward to Kingdom Bound. Yeah. <laughs> now, how far do you have to go? Uh, from the radio station, maybe an hour and a bit. It's, okay. it's not long. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Now, on your GPS, do you have a female speaking voice or a male? <laughs> it's female. It's female, <laughs> but it's the it's whatever the the uh, default was. I never bothered changing uh, okay. it. Why? Okay. Why? Is yours no, some some Australian man or something like that? <laughs> my kids play with my phone sometimes, yeah. and like every once and again, I'll be like, "Who who changed this?" Right? Like you know. So I just was curious. <laughs> That was uh, a phenomenal conversation with Ben Fuller. Well worth the wait. Indeed. Make sure you check out his website, benfullerofficial.com, to uh, find out what's happening with the various summer festivals he's a part of this year. He's also got a big Christmas thing happening with Zach Williams that's already in the works, and he's been promoting, which is awesome. And uh, just a really fun guy. Follow him on uh, Facebook Mm -hmm. or Instagram or or whatever, because he's just a a fun-loving guy. Uh, You heard his heart. Like, what you hear him talk about on between the grooves is what you would see on his instagram anyways he's really mm-hmm. down to earth mm-hmm. so definitely Just a guy that you want to yeah yeah really really cool guy mm-hmm. uh for artist advice this week rachel from the sister duo renee i would say keep doing what you love if you find uh say it's writing or say it's performing if you find that that thing that makes you you and makes you unique chase after that and keep doing it and keep pursuing it because that's what's going to make you different from everyone. That's interesting uh, that she would say, well, talk about embracing your uniqueness. And I, I think about the scripture where God's word says a, a man's gifts will make room for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we embrace our uniqueness, like there's nobody else on this planet that has the fingerprint that I have. And if I can embrace that and let God use it, who knows what could happen and, and where God could take it and use it for his glory. Aisha, I have absolutely nothing else to add to what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You summed it up really nicely. That was uh, Rachel from the sister duo, Renee. Uh, They were our guests, I guess, about a year ago on Between the Grooves. They're an up-and-coming CCM group. They've been doing gospel for a number of years, and uh, they're actually opening up for a lot of the summer festivals this year. Uh, They're uh, pretty busy, and uh, that's, you know, in between school and everything else, because they're still busy with all of that post-secondary education stuff as well. So Okay. That's important. Yep, absolutely. Can't forget about (laughs) that stuff and you know who knows how long they'll be doing music as well like some people that's their passion where they're going to be doing it and other people where this is just something they're toying around with and they believe this is where God has called them but maybe God's going to call them elsewhere afterwards right Mm -hmm. so you need to have that education to fall back on for sure indeed yeah like I like what you said for some people it's their passion for others it's their pastime yes (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. So Not at all. Anyways, that is it for this week, folks. Thank you for uh, hanging with us. And uh, thank you to Ben Fuller for that great conversation on Between the Grooves this week. Uh, if you missed any part of the episode, you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at Between Grooves. I want to hang out with Ben Fuller. Yeah, more. Yeah, sometime. I, I want to see if I can uh, something. Yeah, I agree. With, that's why I was saying. I wish I could go to coffee, uh, coffee Kingdom or, Bound and, and he says he's share a big, meal. big eater. So yeah, let's. we could talk over a <laughs> meal. That'll be a while. <laughs> One of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 